Hi, I'm Regine Basha. And I'm Natalie Basha. Today on Kitchen Radio, we're thrilled to be broadcasting from the kitchen of the Sephardic Spice Girls, who are Rachel Chef and Sharon Gompertz. Rachel comes from a Spanish-Moroccan family, and Sharon comes from an Iraqi Jewish family, and they have known each other literally since high school. Together, they cook the Jewish dishes from their cultural heritage, and they teach cooking classes at the Sephardic Cultural Center in LA, and they teach to scores of fans on social media as well. They have a really fun and active Instagram account that's at Sephardic Spice Girls, and they generously list all of their amazing recipes on this website, SephardicSpiceGirls.com. Tell us about the dish that you guys are going to be making today. But Sharon, what are you what are you making for us? We're making kubabamia, which is an okra stew with semolina stuffed bowls. Uh, yeah, they're stuffed with meat. Mm. And uh, Rachel, what are you making? I'm making bizcochos, which is a really an ancient cookie. It's a little ring or a bracelet. In Spain, they call them bracelets. And um, you can make them with cinnamon sugar on top or sesame seeds. Sesame seeds is the traditional. And then in some part of the parts of the world, they'll make them with fennel seed. And so uh, is that a traditional uh, Spanish or Sephardic cookie? It, yeah, it's definitely Sephardic. Um, originated from Spain. Um, my husband's family is from Rhodes, and it's very common from the community in Rhodes. The Moroccans make a similar one, but I've learned his mother's recipe. And the kube bamia that you're making, Sharon, that's like traditional, that is... Oh, you know, it's kind of a minefield because when you post it, I'm like, that's a Kurdish recipe. (laughs) So, but it's so Iraqi and, you know, obviously Kurdistan is on the border with Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Syria, and, you know, food travels. Um, But I think it's kind of uniquely, uh, I don't know, it's my grandmother's from the south of Iraq, and it's, um, she just made it, it's our, it's our family dish, and I'm not stealing it from anybody, I promise. (laughs) You said that um, your family's from the south of Iraq, is that Basra, or? No. Can you tell us a bit more? I'll tell you a little bit more. My grandfather is from Baghdad, Mm -hmm. uh, my mother's father, and he was sent by the Iraqi government to teach in a little village which is between Basra and Amara. It's called Azer, and that's where the prophet Ezra is buried. Not exactly, you know, for sure. My mother will kill me for saying this, but they say that the tomb itself dates to the year 1000, whatever. I heard there's still a guard, by the way, oh, sitting yes. by that prophet's the grave. Same, the same <laughs> guard that knows my family. Wow. Yeah, really? he was a young boy when they left. And... Um, so yeah, so she's from Azair, my my grandmother, and uh, but the recipes are similar. Like my father's family is also from Baghdad, and the, the 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 recipes are similar. Every every chef has her own hand, her own way of doing the flavors. Yeah, we, our family is from Basra and Baghdad. Yeah, right? yeah, they from started both. in Basra, but then they moved to Baghdad. Um, and kubabanmia has been yeah, a, we, main, we, a main we staple. It too. So, yeah. do you eat it with butternut squash in yours? No, never, no. Never I think heard my that. grandmother yeah. just thinks <laughs> it's your grandmother. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I and that. I love it, and the flavors go so well together. Try I can that. only imagine. Can <laughs> well, only we'll have imagine. to try it soon. So, and so, Rachel, your history is really interesting too. Your family is from Morocco. Morocco. Um, originally, you know. 
back before the Inquisition, yeah. <laughs> Spanish Inquisition, when there was the migration of all the Jews that left Spain and went to Morocco because it was right across the ocean. Um, they, my, my, my ancestors went and settled in a port city in Morocco called Larache, a very small port city, um, an important city, but very small. And that's where both my parents, uh, my, grand, my great-grandparents, my parents are from. When it comes to the dishes that you guys are making today, for, for each of you, are the, do these have ties to any, like, any particular aspect of Jewish family home life? Like, do you make this for Shabbat? Is it for the high holidays? Like, where do these dishes fall in for you? Kababamia was like Friday night. It was Chagim, like, you know, any special occasion. She had to have, my grandmother had to have Kababamia. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's just, just an iconic food and 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 my mom Regine was telling us that she didn't really start being interested in these recipes till later and it's the same with me um, and my mom also didn't bother making it because as long as my grandmother was alive she didn't need to make it so my mother makes it now for her grandchildren and I only started making it because Rachel made me she's like you gotta do it <laughs> oh, good for you, with our uh, you know Sephardic spice and and the crazy thing is that we stood here in my kitchen on a Sunday morning and you know we like I had the recipe from my cousin I had the recipe from my mom like everyone had their version my cousin sat with my grandmother and wrote it down as she was making it and I sat in my grandmother's kitchen my mother worked and I sat in my grandmother's kitchen as a little girl and as we stood there in the kitchen and it was as though my hands knew what to do without my brain even telling them what to do it was just like already imprinted in my hands how to make these balls it's not easy because they have to be thin they can't be too thick and you know they have to be strong enough that they don't fall apart when you put them in the stew so it's a it's really fascinating how food is in our DNA absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. um for me uh you know tea is just really part of Sephardic life tea time (laughs) whether it's in the afternoon or after dinner um my family loves tea so almost always we make mint tea after dinner and um when my kids were little my mother-in-law would make bizcochos constantly for us I always you know I always had a big jar in the kitchen that was something you know for my kids it was just like comfort their grandma made them these special cookies and they loved it and then when um they got a little older and my my mother-in-law stopped making them I said okay I need to get on board here through your guys' work, do you do you ever find that people are surprised that there are Jewish cultures and foods and, and like a rich Jewish culture and food culture in Arab countries? Yes, absolutely. Um, we do get messages like, wow, I didn't know this and that. You know, like yeah. people are surprised. They don't understand that we're, we're the same, basically. A lot of my recipes are Arabic recipes, you know, but with a Jewish twist on them. Of course, we don't use butter and, right. you know, right. um, we use maybe less spice or a different spice. But, you know, we li- we were neighbors. And so we have similar. Yes, it's true. Similar. Yeah. Especially recipes. the Moroccan kitchen. Mm-hmm. It really borrows a lot, like the culture, you know, the Moroccan kitchen, the spices and the, right. you know. 
And, um, you know, and it's nice because my kids, Sharon's daughters, my sons, they both my sons, my daughter, everybody loves to cook, <laughs> you know, and I, maybe because they see us do so much and we try to get them in the kitchen to help us. So yeah, it's nice to that it's going to be carried forward. I ask because sometimes when I tell people that I am Iraqi Jewish, some people look at me like, how is that possible? Right. How are you both Iraqi and, and Jewish? Jewish yeah. And then, you know, I go, I'm like, well, there's, you know, there, were, there was a Jewish population really in every Arab, uh, country. Arab country, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things that surprised me um, the most, speaking about whether, like, kubabamia was made in Iraq, you know, outside of Jewish families. I, I never knew this story at, at all. I always thought this was like my mother's food (laughs) or my grandmother's food. And then one day, the first time I went to Turkey and I went to Istanbul, I'm in a restaurant and I see bamya on the menu, not kuba bamya, but just bamya. And I'm like, how, how is this possible? They know my mother's dish, you know what? And then I'm like, oh, the Ottomans, oh my gosh. And so, you know, that whole breadth. Yeah. Of, you know, they call it Bamya. Like, where else is it called Bamya? I mean, it just opened up so many questions for me. Yeah. And and then the fact that Kubba is also, you know, shared. There's right. different Kubbas. There's different... But, yeah, but, you know, like the Syrians, Kubba. they have their Kibbe, you know, like that Kibbe. torpedo Kibbe. They think they're so cool. <laughs> the Iraqis, they have, like, Kubba every which way. We have it with Burgle, and we have, Here like, we this same uh, Kubba that we make with... Um, the, uh, the bamya, the okra stew, we also do it with the red, with beets, yeah. the beet soup. and Shwanda, kubashwanda. Kubashwanda. Oh, uh, it's so the good. best, right? Except mm. my husband won't eat beetroots, but we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> can you describe, a, is there a flavor profile that is kind of characteristic of Iraqi food that you can use to describe it? You know what's interesting? Like when, when you, like when I think of like my grandmother's cooking, like everything started with fried onions and tomatoes. And I'm like, well, what did they do in Iraq? Tomatoes have only been on the scene for 500 years. What were they eating before? (laughs) But for me, like anything in a tomato, like stew soup kind of thing is just, so true. So Iraqi to Even me. the rice has a lot of tomato. Yes, right? yeah, like, like that red rice, rice yeah. you know, is delicious, true. yeah. What about you, Rachel, for Moroccan profile? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of spice and garlic. And that's what I think about. A lot of garlic, peppers, tomatoes, a lot of fresh vegetables. Yeah. Um, definitely, and it just might be because the Mediterranean cuisine, a lot of olive oil, olives. I, I want to interject with that too because I think I think this is true of both Iraqi and Moroccan, but there's also a very sweet and sour profile, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, for both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Moroccans are huge on sweets. A lot of marzipan, a lot of sugar, just tons of sugar. Dried fruits, <laughs> right? Honey. And yeah, but she's talking about like jams. But, and, but she's talking about like the uh, the stewed fruit that you put like right. with your couscous so, and. So, like yeah. for the holidays, I always make uh, a dish which is. A lot, a lot of caramelized onions with raisins, prunes, and chopped up apricots. And you simmer that with a little bit of orange juice, and you simmer it for hours until it's super soft, like almost like a jam. And you serve it with, with lamb or chicken, uh, with couscous, and it's, that's where you get the sweet. Well, I mean, let's talk about your social, because you guys are very active on social media. And, of course, Instagram is how we connect with people abroad and next door and across the world. Unbelievable. So how did you guys start it? 
We started writing this column every week for the Jewish Journal, and we wanted, we were doing all the work of taking the photos and writing the recipes, and, you know, so Instagram is just such a wonderful way to share it with so many people right. all over the so world. So we started our Instagram, and slowly, like, it just kind of propelled, you know, and just the messages, we just got incredible messages, support, people, like, loving us, because we're home cooks. We're not faking, like, that we're chefs. We're not, even though my last name is Chef. <laughs> but, you know, we're home cooks and we don't claim to be anything else. <laughs> so people love that. But I have to say, I mean, the way you write about the, the dishes that you, that you make are really well-researched um, pieces, you Thank know, you. And, and really, like, you go very deep into the history of the food, the, um, the connective tissue between, you know, this dish and other dishes in your past and your, you know, in Morocco or in Iraq. I think it's like a, it's like a history project. The way right. That's how I and I think that's part of the Sephardic educational part that we started. And we we feel like we need to educate people like, who are we? Where do we come from? What is this food you eat? You know, so we love doing that part of it. And it's so important to tell stories. Mm-hmm. So important to tell the stories um, that, you know, that would be lost. You know, you know, my family moved from Iraq. They moved to Israel. And then from Israel, they moved to Australia. And now we live in Los Angeles, you know. And you lose, you lose, the, la- like, you lose the stories if you don't tell them. And, you know, like, I have three daughters. Rachel has a daughter. She has a son who's, who actually works as a chef and a daughter-in-law who loves her recipes. And the fact that it's all written down is just such an amazing thing. Even if we only did it for our kids, it would exactly. be enough. So we had this one woman that um, she would like, like, like everything, but never comment. I just, well, I would see that she was everything, every single post, she would like it. And I'm like, who's this person? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we saw on Hey Alma, right? Mm-hmm. She wrote a story how our Sephardic Spice Girls connected her to her Jewish, uh, she's half Sephardic, half Ashkenazi, and how we just connected her to every Jewish holiday. And like, she just like wrote this crazy oh, story. Incredible. Yeah. And, and it was picked up by the Jerusalem Post, it was picked up by Jewish Telegraphic Agency. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like so incredible that someone so, like. Yeah, and exa- I mean, that's just someone that we found out about and so there's a lot of people that we don't know about but we do get at least a couple times a week uh we'll get a message thank you so much for awakening um you know all my memories or um you know this is my grandmother oh my god my mother used to make this as a child i never thought i'd i'd see it thank you for the recipe i'm gonna try it you know um it's so funny because like, you know, everybody on Instagram is young and, yeah, you know, and we're like, well, you know, okay. But I was thinking about it and I'm like, there's something that we have, you know, that our children are, you know, I have, I still have two high schoolers and, but Rachel's are in college. We both have married, a married son each. And, you know, so there's something that we can give our experience, our life, um, just how important it is to be in the kitchen and to gather around a table and how food just brings everybody together and, you know, you know, just creating these memories, like, you know, for, for the next generation. You can find Rachel and Sharon on social media through their handle at Sephardic Spice Girls. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on Kitchen Radio.